0: You have faced fears and prevailed. You have had dreams and you've made them come to pass. Jumbo fellow adventurer, it's Mike Dooley here to remind you of how powerful you are and how much you deserve by sharing last week's spiritual tune-ups. These are live broadcasts Monday through Friday, each lasting 5 to 15 minutes, where I answer viewers' questions, bringing lofty metaphysical concepts down to earth for your immediate traction. You were born to succeed. You are pushed on to greatness every single day. Your positive thoughts are at least 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Dumbo fellow adventurers, happy Monday. Thank you for the amazing questions that showed up over the weekend on Facebook and Instagram. This week, I got a lot of talking points, really juicy stuff to help you run faster, jump higher, and, uh, uh, and live the life that you are meant to live. Okay, today's question comes from a black belt PhD manifester. Mike, what if you have everything and nothing excites you anymore? Oh, oh, first off, you've done really well for yourself. Really, really well for yourself, okay? You have faced fears and prevailed. You have had dreams and you've made them come to pass. But for you to be at this crossroads tells me with total certainty that in your adventure, your struggles you reaching and stretching and successful manifesting. There were rules that you either accepted from others or you bought into yourself about what you should be doing, how you should be living, who you're supposed to be, how you make a dream come true. Messing with the cursed house, messing with the cursed shoulds today. And now that you have prevailed and reached a summit, the work, the tears, the struggle all brought about by those well intentioned rules have worn you out and they are creating a block that is most unnatural in truth with clarity it would be impossible to find that there's nothing to live for, which is the other part of this same questioners um, share with me. Um, There has to be something that you've bought into in spite of your prowess that has held you back, desensitized you, and separated you from that inner playful otter that's still there uh sometimes people will say to me you know i'm really i've really done it all and i'm just not that plussed about anything anymore I i think i'm done and i'm not coming back done with the reincarnation the whole when you're really done and you have mastered these sacred jungles of time and space you've learned every lesson there will be an irreplaceable Unerasable smile wide across your face, and you will say to yourself, "Been there, done that." And if I live ten thousand more lifetimes, bring it on. You will be so good to go because life is so sweet, as opposed to "I'm bored." It doesn't fly. So I understand where you're coming from. I have been in and out of that parts of my life. I used to have a dream where I just wanted to write a book, sell a million copies, uh, and take my dogs, may they rest in peace, this was a long time ago, to the Carolinas and live in the woods and who needs the world. And I realized that's a runaway dream, Mike. That is not a real dream. There's something here you're afraid of, you're scared of, you're not seeing. And it might not be fear, it might not be fear, but for sure, something's missing. So I got a couple of simple tips for you. I'm not going to leave you there. Oh my gosh. You've got so much more to give and so much more to live. Oh, it's going to get so much better. But you're going to have to do some rewiring. And rather than suggest, you journal it out. Because that could work. That could work. If you feel compelled to write some questions and then write the answers, do that. I always try that myself. But here's something that's a little meatier that can engage you with life more, which is what you most need today. And that is I want you number 1 to get really authentic with yourself. Really authentic. You said you have everything. N- you don't have everything. Uh I mean, do you live in the perfect place in the perfect neighborhood on the perfect beach on the perfect lake on the I want you to tune in to the things that made you feel alive at in some of your most distant memories, even as a child. Play people uh, nature, building things, thinking things, organizing, managing. Okay, now you may feel like, yeah, been there, done that, but go deeper. There are things you like about life. What are they? Write them down food, rest, you can name whatever you want. Get authentic. Because you can take those things to a degree that heretofore you've never been able to even imagine. And I want you to get really authentic with fear. What, what bothers you about life? What bothers you about people? What bothers you about the pursuit? What, what's annoying? What's terrifying? I want you to realize that every one of those things is a temporary block and an invitation to get things sorted out here. Because none of those things need to be unpleasant. None of those things need to be experienced. They do not need to be experienced. There's workarounds. Don't think, well, dreams means struggle. No, 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 no. Dreams means a, a, a waltz, a dance, a parade to the top of the mountain with friends locked arm in arm singing, oh, wee, oh. Okay, so get really authentic. Just, And this probably will be with a journal. What do you love? What do you hate? What are you scared of? What's annoying? And make sure that you don't have strings attached to the love and the annoying. Well, for more love, you got to have more of this. No, you don't. Get really authentic. And don't think that the answer is you know more money, more homes, more anything. Very likely, the answer is none of the above to what you've been thinking heretofore. It, it, that's why you're drawing a blank. There's other ways to enjoy life, uh, enjoy the moment uh, than manifesting more stuff. Okay. Manifesting is, is not everything, but not, in a, not even close. Okay. It just helps us learn our lessons about our power and our responsibilities, but you don't have to go out and manifest deliberately another thing. It's all going to be brought to your front door. All right. Number two, be of service. Help other people, help other people who are struggling to achieve the many things you've already achieved. Help other people deal with the fears that you've already allayed. Be of service. The more and more you get going with your life, the more and more your greatest joy will come from helping other people. And until you get to that natural evolution where it's just so much dang fun to surprise people, to help people, to love people, Uh, The deserving and the undeserving, as if there was any such thing as the undeserving. Until you get to that place, then until it's natural, go out of your way. Let it be unnatural. Call call places to volunteer. Uh, Go to the local jail. I've done that. Go to the local animal shelter. But I prefer you stay near people, okay? Because it's too easy to hate people and love animals. That's just too easy, okay? But if you can make yourself go towards other people, do it uh, anonymously. Cut some small checks. Google some GoFundMe campaigns where, that tug on your heart. Um, go to uh, hospice and be a volunteer. Go be of service and you will see your life your desires, your needs, your bliss, your good fortunes in a light you could never otherwise appreciate. The person who will be helped the most by your kindness and generosity will be yourself. And it's a whole new adventure out there when you start thinking every single day, who can I help? Where can I go? Where am I most needed? And this doesn't mean you don't continue to have your own desires, but you said that they're not there. Um, as you help other people, there will be desires welling up inside of you that are private, that are just about you and your stuff. Go for it, there's room for it. One and all, that's why it's there. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, what a miracle every moment of our lives are and we are the creators, the co-creators of all that we share. Therefore, what you want is the least you deserve. And it is my aim and intention to bring maybe some otherwise confusing metaphysical ideas down to earth so you can get your groove on and live like you have never lived before. This question is one that I've, um, encountered and asked myself at different junctures in the road, how to interpret, slow manifestations. Well, I've got about five considerations and then three steps to consider further to clarify the question, Mike, I am a very efficient person and I do everything fast, but the universe is not acting as fast as my tempo help. Okay. So the considerations first, The universe only knows one speed now. But we live in the soup and the momentum of seven and a half billion creations, including our own evolving streaming process. And because we bought the ticket to believe in time, space, and matter, we don't get now. We get as soon as flipping possible. That's what the universe is doing. Yet, sometimes it seems like years, decades, or longer go by how to interpret this, what to make of it. Don't assume you're out of sync with the universe. Do not consume. Similarly, do not assume something is wrong with you. This is probably the biggest mistake people make. I want it. Don't have it. Something's wrong with me. I want it. And I've always wanted it. My whole slip in life and I still don't have it. Must be me. Not the case. It could be so many other things. You do think 60,000 thoughts a day. You do deeply, passionately want more things than you acknowledge. Dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of dreams are awaiting. Dreams that you have entertained in your life. Not to mention, no back pain. Not to mention no sniffles and colds, not to mention other things that you don't even put a thought towards, yet they are implied by all else you move with. So the universe is spinning on your behalf, millions of plates at the same time. And then you show up and say, hey, I want to be rich. Hey, why aren't I rich? Oh, I must be self-sabotaging. You actually weren't self-sabotaging until you said, I must be self-sabotaging. Now the universe is spinning all these plates and he had to start a new one. She had to start a new one. Show Mike how he is self-sabotaging. You weren't, but you claimed it. Now you own it. So the worst thing you could do is assume something is wrong. It could be a matter of priorities. It could be a matter of balancing your relationship with your mom or your kid or your partner or the person you haven't yet yet met, but the universe knows is days away from being introduced to you. Look, it could be tonight that you get that phone call, even though it hasn't been 12 or 22 years, it could be tonight the tipping point has been reached, but then you say, something's wrong with me. Nothing is wrong with you. You couldn't be more powerful. You couldn't be more deserving. You couldn't be more ready. Just follow the simple things that I share in these tune-ups in my courses. Thoughts become things. Define what you want wisely in terms of the end result. Let me get to those three steps on how to deal with your impatience in a moment. I'm still trying to negate any other conflicting assumptions you may have otherwise had. Uh, A thought here in these considerations. Do not get so impatient. And all of you know what I'm talking about. That you try to go force something. If you try to force that relationship, force that investment, force that book you want to write, but you're just not lined up to write it yet, oh man, all hell breaks loose and you are going down, okay? And you might make a breakthrough, but it will come at the expense of something else. You want to gently move forward with your end result in mind, knocking on doors, turning over stones, but never insisting, attaching, or forcing. Do not force it. Do not go there. You're gonna break it. You're gonna step out of sync with divine intelligence and that is not a path you wanna cross, okay? Not because there's vengeance, but just because you can't imagine all the good stuff now being pressed to you and you foul it all up by getting all indignant with your little human brain and trying to override this system doesn't work. All right, other considerations before I give you my three tricks. Sometimes, given we have a lot of desires, I kind of covered this, the manifestation of that big one, the money, the relationship, the creative fulfilling work can only come after other manifestations that maybe you haven't even consciously been made aware of have to fall into place. I kind of covered that. And sometimes the path or the thing you want that you have difficulty naming is none of the above. And you've been trying to micromanage this, that, and the other, and put the, put the lever in the box and make it fit. It's like sometimes you just need a little more time. Sometimes you just need to grow up and have some maturity and see things more clearly. I wanted to be a writer in some form or fashion since I was about 14, 13 years old. Um, but I knew that every time I sat down in my teens, in my 20s, even in my 30s, that I just wasn't ready. And that's okay. I had so many other things to enjoy in my life. I had to go look for them. And you might just not be ready for that one thing you want, not because of God's judgment. There's no such judgment, but because you want to have a stable base so that when you get it, you can keep it. Just be patient. So here are my three steps. Enjoy your life now, even though that thing has not shown up. Okay? Enjoy your life as if it's never going to show up. That sounds like a big contradiction, but there's so much more to your life than that thing or that person or anything else. And there's no one that can stop you from feeling joy today, feeling love today, being loved today. You just can't say by or from whom you don't want to micromanage. So enjoy your life today. Be happy without it. And it will come so much quicker. I know it's the biggest dichotomy of all be happy without it doesn't doesn't mean learn to to settle for less it just means be happy now and you will be a magnet for all other things that could increase your happiness number two continue doing your best to physically move towards those things you want that have not shown up Now, we've we've nixed the possibility that you're drawing bogus conclusions. Um, We're getting you out of your own way. We're creating space through patience for none of the above to all of a sudden be populated with the right answer. In the meantime, continue showing up. Don't show up with a frown. Show up because you get to show up. Show up because it's all such a privilege. Show up because every day you're gonna meet new friends because of that dream you have. Show up, press on, baby steps, baby steps, and enjoy the journey. So you gotta keep on keeping on. Let the universe do the heavy lifting. You just knock on doors, turn over stones, ask for help. And then number three, continue reflecting, continue reconsidering, continue recalibrating, continue self-questioning, and make sure that thing you want or have always wanted is actually something you authentically really care about. And that it's not because you wanted to show your dad you could really do it or prove something to your mother or to, to silence your friends and their doubt of whatever it is they're doubting about you. Your motivation ought to be your joy and your joy alone, which doesn't mean everyone else can go to hell. Sometimes your joy will come the quickest and best if at the same time you're following your heart, you're helping other folks. But you've got to be authentic and real and genuine. And we grow, we evolve, we change. And that thing you wanted when you were 19 years old may not stir your heart when you're 29 or 49 or 69 years old. Yet if you're still chasing it because that's all you ever knew, if your heart's not there and you're thinking all these other thoughts, this is going to be a slowing down of the entire process and perhaps very likely no manifestation whatsoever because you really don't have the emotion behind it. So enjoy your life, keep pressing forward, keep self-reflecting and and just being honest with yourself, maybe journaling, finding out what you really want uh, and how else you might be able to get it while never assuming something is wrong with you, understanding the universe only knows fast um, and your day will dawn. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune up. Today's question, right on point, picking up where I left off yesterday when I spoke of the importance that you not try through impatience to force an outcome. And that raised several similar questions. In a nutshell, Mike, how do I take action but not force? My challenge continues to be knowing when to take inspired action and when to wait. Any advice? Oh, yeah, you came to the right place. I've got four things to tell you. Very simple. Rarely, point number one, rarely is it wise to wait. Now, it depends how you define wait. If you mean waiting by living your life blissfully. Blissfully, 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 and continuing to engage life while you're aware of this desired end result. And you take some baby steps in that direction. If that is wait, okay, you got it. Then, you know, there's no problem in waiting. But too often, wait is interpreted as wait and see. It is interpreted in a passive way. Rarely, almost never, is it a good idea to wait passively. Dance life's dance. Go out there, turn over stones, knock on doors, ask for help, try new directions. I'll get to how you do that and not force in just a second. But because the question was, you know, I don't know when I should wait or take action, inspired action. It's like never never wait. Unless it's that lull in life that comes so rarely, either because of grief or some other major adjustment that you just need to chill. And hey, you're all, we're all entitled to that. And even if you overindulge in passivity, there's so much wiggle room. When you get back on your feet, you're going to kick some bad guy booty. So, so don't worry. Uh, there's a lot of ways to do this correctly. But as a rule, I don't wait for anything. Number two, stay in motion. Keep going. Keep dancing. As I just explained, the only way you can be reached by life's magic is if you are out there in the world as opposed to sitting home with a vision board waiting for Oprah to call. Not that you would go so far. but. When you have your dream, your desired end result painted clearly in your mind, it's being pressed and pressed and pressed to you. But because we're not in an age of spontaneous manifestations yet, that's where we came from. Okay, that that was easy peasy. Now we want adventure. The way that you manifest after having placed your order with a wisely defined end result is you go out into the world down virtually any path. There's no wrong path. Okay. It's going to lead to every path will lead to the right path. And then because you're in motion, the universe is working backwards. You're moving forwards through serendipities, coincidences, chance encounters, none of which are real. None of them are random. There will be serendipities that lead you here, unexpectedly there. Oh, take three steps back. Now blast forward. All because you were in motion. It is imperative that you continue to stay in motion and don't stay in motion with the perspective like, oh, I got to keep paying my dues. It's like you get life. You, the, sure, the universe once said, there may be a lot of real estate between where you are now and the life of your dreams. But if you pay attention, you might find out that real estate will take you right through paradise you get to live. You get to dream. You get to move towards them. Let every step be a joy, which actually is point four. Enjoy the journey. So stay in motion. So there can be these serendipities, so-called coincidences that will lead you from the wrong path to the right path because you were in, in gear. All right. The third thing, and this is the coup de grace, this is the crux of the matter. This is the answer of all answers to the question when to force versus inspired action. Drum roll, please. When you take action, inspired or forced, contrived, whatever, it doesn't matter. If you're out there, you're going to, get, you're going to be a lightning rod for good things. When you take action, do not insist on the outcome now you're not forcing so you can be in the throes of inspired or contrived action 24 7 give yourself some time to sleep and never be someone who's forcing the matter why are you not forcing because you're not insisting and when you're not insisting on a path or a person or a doohickey or whatever you're leaving the door open for infinite possibilities where the universe can rush in and blow your mind. Give your neighbors something to talk about. When you're not insisting, attaching, demanding to to a micromanaged path, you create infinite possibilities. You are not forcing. It is when we force, it is when we insist, it's when we say the universe loves me and my thoughts become things so this will happen you slam shut all other doors. Now you're not leaving any wiggle room for divine intelligence. So if there's somebody you want to pursue, pursue them, but leave room for better. Now you're not forcing. If there's a book you want to write or a a mountain you want to climb or lions and tigers and bears you want to slay, you know, metaphorically, we're not going to hurt anything. Um, then go in those directions, but do not insist, demand or attach, and then you're never forcing. There's four points I gave. Rarely wait. Stay in motion. Do not attach or insist or demand. And love the journey. Okay. Number three, do not attach or insist is the difference between forcing and not forcing. Leave the door open for even better. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune up. Because we hit a nerve yesterday talking about taking action but not forcing, aren't these one and the same? How can I act and not force? How do I get there? Well, your comments were great, and because it seems clear that there's some space here to give you some examples and somebody particularly asked for some examples to be addressed i thought i would try to bring even more clarity to this seemingly slippery uh, conundrum that is actually really easy to navigate okay so specifically mike how do you set an intention with without with uh, about something specific without it feeling like that's forcing the outcome. So how do you set an intention for something specific without forcing the outcome? For instance, I set the intention that I want to make a good YouTube video. Good luck with that. I say that because my YouTube videos are not very popular. Um, But I know what you want to do and you should do it. You got what it takes. Or I have an intention that I want the best connection with my spouse. In both of these instances, am I forcing the outcome? Um, Please shed some light. Okay. To step back a little bit, if you followed my work, I generally advocate that your most prized and treasured dreams ought to be somewhat sweeping generally stated, just go really big, thereby leaving total latitude for divine intelligence to connect the dots and deliver you who, what, where, when, bells and whistles that will blow your mind. Generally, I do not advocate having specific end results because too often we attach to those which means we end up forcing those we're micromanaging and without realizing it, we've slammed shut the door on many other infinite other ways. Divine intelligence could have put a smile on our face and blown our little brains with joy and excitement. So go big and let the universe orchestrate the details. Now I do also advocate that you can visualize the details. And as the questioner pointed out here, you can absolutely have intentions for this video to go really well, but when it comes to the smaller things, the details, the minutiae, while go ahead and visualize it, absolutely have your intentions leave room for better. Do not insist, do not attach and thereby you are not forcing. So in these specifics, what I would say is. No problem having intentions that are pinpoint, pinpointed with accuracy, your spouse and your YouTube video have those intentions, but let there be room for surprises. How do you do that? Step two, always simultaneously, this is the answer, simultaneously have a bigger, grander view of how you like, you would like your life to rock. With regard to your creative, fulfilling expression, the YouTube videos, or with regard to a loving, growing, passionate relationship, in this case with your spouse. Don't just try to live a happy life by micromanaging details. Okay. Have that vision first and foremost about, you know, it's, all there. I'm so happy. Everything I touch turns to gold. I'm surrounded by friends and laughter. I'm feeling healthy and young and joyful and Let that big picture be there. The instant you say massive joy, the universe is like, I know how to do that. I know how to do that for you. We're going to have a a rocking career, an incredible partner, sizzling romance. We're going to have that back pain and that ankle pain totally gone. The universe knows how to do all of the details, but you've got to give it that big picture without insistence on details. Now, in the meantime, in the meantime, you want to have Your intentions with every path you go down, but simultaneous to taking action and enjoying the path, let there be surrender. Let me give you some examples to your examples right now. You want to have a good YouTube video. Ask yourself, what is this about? You were not born to have a good YouTube video. You were born for something bigger. And you're going down this path where you feel like you can express yourself. Maybe it's entertainment. Maybe it's education through the magic of videos broadcast on the internet through this fantastic medium called YouTube. You see yourself as a teacher. You see yourself as a storyteller. You see yourself as a guiding light to others who are going through what you have already been through. That's your end result. Joyful, creative, fulfilling work as a teacher joyful, creative, fulfilling work as an entertainer. That's your big one. Insist, attach, and settle for nothing less. I can see that right now we've got some connection issues going on with Instagram. I will repost this uh, from the backup recording if necessary, so hang in there. So back to point. Your big vision, vision was ascertainable by looking at what you were doing to get there. Why do you want to do YouTube videos? There's a big reason, part of your mission on earth to be expressive and helpful. That's what you attach to, attach to the big picture. There's lots of room for that. Give divine intelligence, infinite latitude to connect those dots. Now you show up on the path. What's some of the things you might do? How about create a YouTube video? I want you to intend that that YouTube video just be the end of all videos. It's so good that people beg you to do more. Now, it may hit that mark. It may not hit that mark. But you're going to be there all in with your heart and soul because you see the big picture. You're a storyteller. You're an entertainer. And you know darn well you're going to do other YouTube videos. And you should do some Facebook and Instagram broadcast. Maybe you should write a book. Maybe you should do a video course. Maybe you should join a company as, a, as an employee. Ain't nothing unspiritual about that. Just for the short term, to learn the ropes of how to be an educator, entertainer, learn technology, etc. There's so many wonderful things out there just lining up so that you can be that big vision of yourself that you attach to. And any of these little steps, including today's YouTube video... Hey, you're gonna give it your all. You're gonna intend that you hit a home run, but that's not, you don't just do it and stop and see what happened. You keep going, keep going, have fun, express, experiment, dabble, play, ask questions, look for help. You're doing that, you're here asking me a question. So did I paint a clear picture there? What to attach to, what not to attach to. Intentions all the way around, big picture, small picture. Now for your spousal connection. What is it you really want? Okay. You said, I want the best connection with my spouse. That's awesome. Why do you want the best connection with your spouse? You want to have a life where you know, both love and feeling love. You are loved and loving. Okay. And you want to learn. You want to grow. That's one of the best things about relationships. We learn about ourselves. It's not always easy, but man, they hold up a mirror and we can see what our issues are and we know what pushes our buttons. And instead of just clobbering the other person, not that you ever would, sometimes we can do some self-reflection and say, why did that bother me so much? Uh, That's like a nothing. That was no big deal. Oh, I'm being oversensitive. Oh, I'm not trusting. Oh, and man, you're on your way to living a rocking, joyful life that you could never have lived before had it not been for that issue that showed up in your relationship. So what I'm getting at is you want more than a good connection. Okay. You want the whole thing. You want love and you want learning, love and learning. <laughs> I won't say, it. okay, joy and pain. That song, good one, but no, you don't have to have the pain to have the joy. That's why I kind of wish I hadn't gone down that path, but you want love and learning. So now you can intend to have a great connection. But it's not just about, you know, is the connection good? It's like, are you being a good transmitter? Are you being a good receiver? Are you doing your part? Are you marveling at the, the fortune you have that you found another person to share your life with? Oh my gosh, how many people wish they had that? Uh, and there's always somebody who would, or many who would love to be in your shoes right now. Are you savoring every moment? Are you getting all the juice out of it? See your relationship as just this temple of awesomeness, communication and connection. Yes, it's integral. Yes, intend for it to be there, but realize there may be days given that you're dealing with another party where the lesson is something else or the benefit is something else. And you're going to have a give and take when it comes to specific relationships with specific people and their specific behavior. It's always a bit dicey you know, there's no assurance they're going to grow the way you grow, but there's always room for you to grow. And that's one of the key things about a relationship. So have your intentions, even in the throes of a specific relationship with a specific person, but let the picture be broader about love and joy and learning. Don't label things as broken. Don't label things as wrong. It's one big, beautiful process. And though you cannot make a specific person behave a specific way, you probably wouldn't have married them if there wasn't other awesome traits about them. And you never wanted them to be you. You want them to be them. And you guys can have this incredible complimentary relationship. And getting there, appreciating the differences is one of the greatest lessons you can learn. And thereby, with peace and ease in the relationship, oh my God, the connection's amazing. Okay, so it's not so hard to take action, have intentions, but yet not force. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, today's question I love because, boy, can I relate to it. Manifesting under challenging circumstances. Specifically, Mike, is it possible to manifest whilst you're going through the dark night of the soul and feeling really low and stressed. Oh, heck yes. This is maybe one of the best times to be a deliberate creator, to get clear on your vision. Enough is enough. Let's move forward. Is it easy? In the beginning, it's never easy. And it always feels so beneath you and piddly and pitiful. You have big dreams. The world is crashing down upon you. And then I come along and say, think that good thoughts, choose them wisely. It is like, give me a freaking break. I need, I need a miracle, not some fanciful thinking, but it's your thoughts that build the, that create the building blocks of your tomorrow. Literally, there's nothing more powerful than your concentrated thoughts as my story and pointers may hopefully reveal. It was literally 20 years ago, 21 years ago now, um, almost to the day when I was going through what I would call my dark night of the soul. I had just liquidated a t-shirt gift business with my brother and mother that had carried us for 10 years. It was like the end of a dream. It was like death. Um, I had no idea what I would do to make ends meet. I had no idea how I was going to continue making mortgage payments of thousands of dollars. Once my savings had been used up, um, I, I, I was 39, almost 40. That was terrifying. And I was starting over, didn't know what I was starting. And then on top of it all, uh, the thing that hurt the most was suddenly in the midst of it, my long-term relationship with this girl I was super serious with. We were approaching our 10-month anniversary. This was a record for me. I found out in the middle of the night, the hard way, uh, that my girlfriend had a boyfriend and it wasn't me. And while I can laugh about it now and feel like I got away with my life back then, it was hell. It was horrible. I could not relate to you. The grief, uh, the nausea, uh, my, my life was over. I wondered if I'd ever be happy again. And it went on for months. It was a year before I rebounded, but it was then in the darkest hour that I was putting together what I'm now living, the life of my wildest dreams. It was then that I was sending out <laughs> a year into little inspiring emails every day. And I had just started writing as the universe. It was then that I had already embarked on the initial script, like I was days into the audio program, Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Living Your Dreams. And I remember losing weight like pounds every day for three weeks in a row, could not eat. And I remember thinking, this is impossible. There is no way I'm going to be able to write these emails, nor this audio program for paying subscribers who are waiting for the first installments. It's like, I have to delay. I can't. And damn, if I was going to give anybody a refund. Damn, finally, I've got a little bit of traction during the dark night of my soul and people want to hear from me. And I just powered through it. And to this day, I don't know how I did it. I was in agony. Emotionally, I was like distraught beyond words. I would pray at the side of my beds each night on my knees, and I'm not even a praying kind of guy. I was desperate, but I powered on. I had vision boards, I did affirmations, I did some journaling, introspection. I didn't just visualize, I visualized, I showed up, I spoke it, I behaved, and my God. That audio program went on to be a bestseller on the early days of the internet. That's my judgment of it. That's how many I sold. I sold boatloads. And then as a book, it became a New York Times bestseller years and years later. It also got me into Rhonda Byrne's Good Graces, that original audio program, which is why I was invited to be in The Secret. So can you manifest in the dark night of your soul? Oh my God, you can so manifest at any point. Here are my three pointers. Number one, rarely does it feel like the perfect time to go manifesting. Okay? Because if things are really good, that's when you don't even want to manifest. You're like, hey, this is great. I love my life. And you're just not inspired. Uh, when things are, are mediocre, you're like, oh, I'll feel better later and then I'll do it. But you won't. And when things feel really crappy, you're like, oh, forget it, man. I hate my life. And, and so that's why people don't embark upon creative visualization programs or, or some of the things that I advocate, affirmations, scrapbooks, vision boards, because there's just never a good time to do it. You, know? you either feel good or you feel like crap and that can't be right. Here's a trick I learned and I've shared it in my books and my audio programs. Thanks for all the hearts and the waving and the stars, the feedback. Um, Something I learned early on is that if you are waiting for your ducks to line up, I've shared this before a year ago in these tune-ups, they never do. Your ducks are never going to line up. If you're waiting for your ducks to line up, meaning all of the resources, all of the confidence, all of the great ideas, if you're waiting for your ducks to line up, metaphorically, that's an expression, you will wait forever. Look at nature. What does mama duck do? When mama duck wants to go somewhere and there's you know 24 little ducklings or six little ducklings, Google it, you can see these pictures. Mama duck just goes. She just picks up and goes. If she waited for her ducks to line up, do you think they would ever just get single file and say, okay, mom, we're ready. Moms are much smarter than that, right? You know that. Half of you are moms right now. Moms just go. Mama ducks go. And all the babies are like, mom's going. Get in line. And it's exactly the same with your ducks the confidence, the resources, whatever it is, the the best friend, the travel partner, they're not going to show up until you decide it's time to go. And how do you know whether or not you've decided it's time to go? Because you're going. You're freaking going. Ducks or no damn ducks. The ducks will show up in the nick of time. And if you end up having to take that trip all alone to Hawaii or Paris or wherever once COVID is over, you'll probably find your partner on the other side. Or like me, I went to Hawaii a couple times and never found her. But I eventually did and I've been many times with her. So just don't put a calendar to it. Don't stress it. Just get going. Of course you don't feel like you're ready. You're not ready. Being ready is not a criteria for getting started. Okay? Wanting it, yearning for it, demanding transformation. Oh, it's being pressed to you right now. You just need to get In gear and go. The third thing I wanted to share with you, as my story and life has shown me, no doubt your story and your life has shown you, there's no words in any language that can convey how powerful you are. None. None. You feeling bad? So what? You're God Almighty. You hung the stars in the night sky. You are here to live the life of your dreams. That's why you chose to come here. You knew what you were doing. You had all the deck cards in in place. Now they're scattered hither and yon. But you can deduce that you are of God, by God, pure God, pushed on to greatness every day, inclined to succeed with positive thoughts, ten thousand times more powerful than your negative thoughts. So just go out and do it and count your blessings and you too will feel after the dark night of the soul has passed that like, I escaped with my life and now I know so much better. I'll never go back to those depths. I never need to. There's too much beauty. There's too much good. There's too many reasons to be happy. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe email. Tally-ho!